0: Welcome back to Typically Peachy. How's everyone doing? Happy Thursday, if it's Thursday for you. I hope that your week's going well. We are headed into the weekend. I'm excited. I hope you're excited. Let's get into this episode. What's new with me? This past weekend was one of my more exciting weekends. Like I told you guys last week, I was going to a music festival. It's called the Windy City Smokeout. It was so fun. It was four days of great music, amazing food, just an all-around phenomenal time. I'm so happy that we went. On Thursday night, it was just me and my boyfriend that went. Then on Friday, it was us two, his brother, and two of our friends. Saturday, us two and just his brother. And then Sunday, just me and my boyfriend again. So it was a good mix because it felt like every day was very different even though we were going to the same venue every single day but we were hearing different artists we were trying different food it was awesome it was a festival that was very different than anything that i've been to before the only other music festival that i have been to is coachella and this is way more low-key less people smaller venue but all of those things i really really enjoyed and then i think like i had mentioned to you guys this was all country music so I kind of liked that it was just one genre, but again, a ton of different artists that have very different styles. Each day was exciting. Each day we left being like, we can't wait for tomorrow. But I will say, by Sunday, I think me and my boyfriend were pretty tuckered out by the weekend. Four days is a long time. It's a lot on your feet. Obviously, it's a lot of high energy all around you, which is incredibly fun, but it can also be tiring. So I think it was the perfect amount of time to be there for. And also I will say, it's so nice going to a festival like this when you live in the city. Because even for Coachella, when I would go, I lived in LA, but the festival is in Palm Springs. So it's quite the drive to be able to get there. You have to stay there. You have to get hotels. You have to get shuttle passes. Or you could camp there if you wanted to. But it was so nice to be able to come home. Spend time at our apartment before going to the concert, pre-gaming here a bit, having all of your stuff here so that of course if you want to change into different outfits you have the ability to do so. So yeah, all in all, a really fantastic experience. I would not be at all surprised if we go again next year if we're still in Chicago, which I'm guessing at this point we are going to be. So if you live in the city or if you're just looking for a new music festival to go to, Maybe check this one out next year. I would definitely recommend it, especially if you're a country music fan. And even if you're not, maybe you could find a new artist to love. Because some country music, I feel like it toes in other genres. You know, like there's some folk in there. There are some different things that I feel like, even if you're not the biggest fan, you could probably still find something to love about it. I don't know. I know a lot of people have very strong opinions about country music, either which way. I personally love it so now this week we've just been getting back into the swing of things making it through and i'm actually very excited for the weekend up ahead because one of my best friends is coming into town and we're having a barbie filled weekend we are going to the barbie cafe it's a pop-up here in chicago so we're gonna check that out and then we're gonna see barbie the movie which as you guys know i've been talking about it since it was released that it was coming out And it's finally here. I cannot wait. Of course, I will give you guys my very honest review next week on the podcast. But until then, let's get into the rest of this episode. And I thought that a story that would be really good for what's hot this week would be one that is kind of connected to the weekend that I just had. Maybe this will help you find a song that you do like. Because Rolling Stones came out with a list of the 20 best country songs of 2023 so far. So I'm going to read them to you guys because I was very excited to see that some of the artists that we saw this weekend were on this list. Rolling Stones thinks they're great. I think that they're pretty great too. Let's get into it. First one, Megan Maroney, Tennessee Orange. I love this song so much. We saw her play it. She was great. Next song, another person that we saw and somebody that I am obsessed with, Zach Bryan. The song is Burn, Burn, Burn. You guys know I've talked about him before. I think he's great. He's coming out with a new album soon. I cannot wait. And he was an excellent performer. Definitely one of my favorites from the weekend. Next on the list, Luke Combs' Fast Car, which is so interesting because I think a lot of people know that this is not actually his song, it is Tracy Chapman's song. And I love Tracy Chapman's version, I love this song, and Luke Combs is really just, I guess, popularizing it within the country music genre, which I have read that Tracy Chapman has received like half a million dollars in royalties because of Luke Combs' cover, which is insane. Imagine making a song that is cross genres that is now bringing in a whole new audience. It's actually incredibly cool if you think about it. That is some great songwriting next on the list jelly roll need a favor next bailey zimmerman religiously another artist that we saw bailey zimmerman was fantastic this song is so good probably one of my favorite songs from him right now all right and i kind of might just breeze through some of these other ones because now that i'm thinking about it 20 is kind of a long list so here we go bear with me and then check them out for yourself carly pierce and chris stapleton we don't fight anymore Parker McCallum, Burn It Down. Corey Kent, Something's Gonna Kill Me. Warren Ziders, Pretty Little Poison. L.V. Shane, Forgotten Man. Miranda Lambert and Leon Bridges, If You Were Mine. Jason Isbell and the 400 Unit, Cast Iron Skillet. Kimberly Perry, Burn The House Down. Ashley McBride, Learn To Lie. Morgan Wade Psychopath Lainey Wilson Watermelon Moonshine Margot Kilker Lowland Trail Steven Wilson Jr. Father Son Tanya Tucker When the Rodeo's Over, Where Does the Cowboy Go? And finally, Brothers Osborne, Nobody's Nobody All right, so that's the top 20 best country songs of 2023 so far, according to Rolling Stone. If you're not currently a fan, maybe this can help you become one. Check out a couple of the songs within the list. See if they make you feel anything. If not, if you don't like them, that's okay too. Everyone's taste in music is incredibly different, which is kind of cool. There is something for everybody. All right, guys, that's it for what's hot. Now let's get right into what's good. Like I told you guys last week, I had a very big accomplishment in my life, and that was finishing a book that I had been reading for months on end. It's called The Measure by Nikki Ehrlich, and I wanted to give you guys my opinion about it because it is a top rated book club book, which is why I read it because there is a podcast, I mentioned this too, but it's called The Redheads Book Club, and they pick a book every month and then they discuss it on the podcast, which if you're not a part of a book club, but you still like discussion surrounding a book, you like to feel like you're involved in it in some way, even if you're not actually contributing to the conversation, then I would definitely suggest listening to the podcast because they did cover a lot of the things that I was thinking about while reading this book and they covered some things that I didn't think of at all. So it led to a very full, nice, well-rounded experience reading the book, hearing people discuss it, formulating my own opinions. It was all a great experience, Although I do have some thoughts about this book, so let's get to it, but let me first read you guys a short summary. Eight extraordinary people, one extraordinary choice. It seems like any other day. You wake up, pour a cup of coffee, and head out. But today, when you open the front door, waiting for you is a small wooden box. The box holds your fate inside. The answer to the exact number of years you will live. From suburban doorsteps to desert tents, every person on every continent receives the same box. In an instant, the world is thrust into a collective frenzy. Where do these boxes come from? What do they mean? Is there truth to what they promise? As society comes together and pulls apart, everyone faces the same shocking choice. Do they wish to know how long they'll live? And if so, what will they do with that knowledge? The measure charts the dawn of this new world through an unforgettable cast of characters whose decisions and fates interweave with one another. Best friends whose dreams are forever entwined, pen pals finding refuge in the unknown, a couple who thought they didn't have to rush, a doctor who cannot save himself, and a politician whose box becomes the powder keg that ultimately changes everything. Okay, so I kind of thought that that summary was going to be shorter than it was, But that gives you a very well-rounded scope of what this book is really about. These boxes show up, they have a string inside, and the string measures whether your life is going to be long, whether it's going to be short, whether it's going to be medium-sized. And essentially, people are then categorized into long stringers, short stringers. People are contending with whether they should or should not open their box. It's definitely a very interesting concept. When I read the summary for this book initially, I thought, absolutely, I want to read that. That sounds so interesting. I already have so many questions based on this summary alone. But as I started reading, I felt like I was getting a little bit bored. Okay, and this is why I believe it took me so long to finish this book. After a while, I felt like we were just getting the same accounts being told different ways. Like we were following multiple different characters, but nothing was really going on, and we weren't getting that many answers. And I will say some of this stuff might be a spoiler, so if you do want to read this book and you have not yet read it, maybe skip ahead in this episode a bit. I will try not to give away too much, but I do want to talk freely about it. So one thing that we never get the answer to is where these boxes actually came from. And as a reader, that aggravated me so much. And I understand why from the author's perspective of what she was trying to do. It wasn't really so much about how these boxes got here, why they were here. It was way more about the personal choice to see what's in your box. And then also how you react to others in the world that are different than you, that are either gonna have a shorter or longer lifespan. What that means as a society, so on and so forth. There was also, for sure, a religious component to this. And on the podcast that I listened to, they drew a lot of parallels between this and the pandemic, which is something that I actually did not think about while reading this book. I thought of a lot of parallels that do exist within our society of people acting a certain way towards others because they're different than them in some way, shape, or form. So, again, the concept was really interesting. And it allowed you to think about and critique some norms in society that are already in place. But then it also brought in this new element, something that we don't have. We don't have these strings that led to a bunch of other questions. Like personally, if you were to be given this box and you knew that it would tell you how long you were going to live, would you open the box? I personally would not open the box especially because according to this narrative of this story, it's not like you can alter whatever is going to happen. If you get a short string, no matter what you do, how you live, your life will still end based on the measure of your string. And if you get a long string, no matter what situation you're put in, you will live a longer life. That doesn't necessarily mean that bad things can't happen to you, but it just means that you will still be alive for a long duration of time. So I don't know, really cool concept. But I think my other problem with it was that I was not really tied to any of the characters in this book. It was written in a way that each chapter was from the perspective of a different character. And I never found myself reading the book and being on a chapter and thinking, oh, I wish it was Amy's chapter or Nina's chapter or Ben's chapter. I just didn't really care to get back to a specific character So, I felt like that was lacking a little bit. And maybe it's just because there are so many characters that you're following. I don't know, but if you're thinking of starting this book, if the concept sounds interesting to you, again, I agree with you. It definitely does, and it is. But, disclaimer that in my opinion, I was probably entertained for maybe the first five, six chapters, finding the initial information out about the boxes and then maybe not again until 65 to 70% into the book. It was a challenge for me to get through it. It just started to feel really repetitive. But maybe if you were to just read this in one to two to three sittings, and you just power through it and keep going next chapter, next chapter, next chapter, maybe it would be more of an interesting read. I just didn't find myself wanting to pick up the book, because I could sense that we weren't going to get answers to it, and I think I was craving answers a little bit. And this is something that the Redheads podcast also talked about. Some of the people on there had a similar opinion, that they kind of almost wished that there was a sci-fi element to this, so there was at least just a clear answer to where the boxes came from. So I guess that's your main spoiler. You never find that out. You kind of just have to accept the fact that they're there, that this is the normal of life that these people will have to live with now. But again, if I were to be given one of these boxes no chance I'm opening it I would rather have the curiosity than the knowledge in this case because I don't think knowing when you're gonna go definitively like to the day would make me live more like I think it's great to live like anything could happen tomorrow absolutely but I think that if I knew it to a t what was gonna happen in my life like that I would just be consumed by knowing it's like it would be a countdown to that date and I don't want that at all. I would love to know what you guys think about this book. If you've read it or if you're gonna read it, let me know your thoughts. Let's discuss. Would you open the box? DM me at typicallypeachy. Let's talk about it. All right, guys, moving on from the measure. Another thing that I have to recommend in the what's good section this week, I kind of already touched on it giving my summary of this past weekend, But something that is so good that I think that we need to go to more are lower key music festivals. I told you guys all the reasons why I loved it, why it was so fun, but it deserves a shout out here. And it's definitely inspired me to look for festivals more like this rather than the biggest name ones. I can't say enough good things. It's just nice to be in kind of a low key environment too you can walk around, you can get food. There's only one stage, so you're also not picking between which artists you are seeing, which is something that often drives me crazy at other music festivals. Like for instance, if you're at Coachella and there are two artists that you love playing at the same time at different stages, you have to pick. You obviously can't be in more than one place at the same time. So that was not a problem here. There was just one stage everyone had, their allotted time slot, and it was just great energy throughout. So if you get a chance to go to a lower key music festival, highly recommend. Alright guys, and last up for What's Good, your song, Have to Keep on Theme, and also just so happens to be on that top 20 list from Rolling Stone. The song is called Burn 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 by Zach Bryan such a fantastic song he performed it amazingly if you guys don't know this song or you do and you love it check it out for yourself on our playlist typically peachy what's good on spotify all right guys and i feel like you could probably predict the topic this week for a need to know basis because we're talking about music festivals of course we're talking about music festivals and we're talking about the prep work okay It is still summer, there are still festivals up ahead, so I'm going to give you some of my top tips on how I prepped for this, and also some things that I wish I would have prepped a bit more for this, that I definitely will be doing in the future. Alright, first tip, think about your outfits ahead of time. This is something that of course I tried to prioritize, you guys know me, I'm a fashion lover, and even if you're not, festival style is just fun regardless. Especially if it's sort of themed. You know, a country music festival. Obviously, there are certain looks that you can go for there. You don't have to. You can wear whatever you want. But if you want to have some fun with it, definitely just think about it beforehand. And more time beforehand than you probably think that you need to. And this is why. I ordered stuff for this concert maybe like two and a half, three weeks before. And I even paid for expedited shipping on some of this stuff even though I was pretty sure it would have come in time with regular shipping. But I was just a little bit paranoid. Because in the past, I have ordered stuff for specific events, and I have a lot of time for shipping, and it still doesn't get to me on time, okay? So I've been burnt. So I thought, I'm just going to dive in headfirst. I'm going to pay for expedited shipping on this. We're going to make sure that these items get here ahead of time. Did they come ahead of time, even with expedited shipping? No, they did not, which was okay because I did have four days of this festival, right? So one thing was supposed to come on Thursday. It didn't come until Friday. So that was okay. I ended up wearing it on Saturday. Another thing was supposed to come Thursday and did come on Thursday, but they sent me the wrong size. And unfortunately, they were shoes and they were two sizes too big. So not a lot I could do there. They did thankfully refund me and they told me that I didn't have to send the shoes back. So I guess I'm figuring out what to do with those. But it was definitely disappointing because I was banking on being able to wear those shoes. I was excited to wear those shoes. And obviously I could not wear those shoes, especially for how much you're going to be on your feet. I can't have shoes that are two sizes too big for me when I have to be on my feet the entire time. So yes, some disappointments. Oh, and then the third disappointment one of my orders is still not even here thankfully for that one I emailed them about it asked them where it was and they refunded me the expedited shipping so hopefully I get that order soon and maybe I can wear some of that stuff to something else this summer I'm not really sure it was kind of country themed but this is your PSA order way 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 ahead of time think about it months in advance if you have to Also, Pinterest is your friend. If you need help coming up with looks, that's a great resource. And lastly, in the outfit category, like I was saying with the shoes, wear shoes that are going to be comfortable. And whatever that means for you. I live my life in heels, but I have some boot heels that are very, very comfortable that I can spend hours on end in. So I'm going to choose those over shoes that are either too big or just I know are going to hurt me by the end of the day. Especially if you have four days to get through. You don't want your feet killing you on day one, because you got to be on your feet for three more days. Just something to keep in mind. My next tip, listen to a lot of the music of the artists that are going to be there prior to you being there. And chances are you are already a fan of this artist, so you know a lot of their music or you at least know your favorite songs off of their albums. But I would say listen to the songs that you don't listen to that often before the concert because it is so much more fun to know as many songs as they're playing as possible because then you're just singing along the whole time. My next tip, this is something that I need to do in the future. Budget for your merch. Okay, I kind of went overboard for this. And it's because who doesn't love concert merch? Some oversized tees. If you put it in front of me for something that I am experiencing in the moment, it's hard for me to say no, okay? Which is fine. As long as you think to yourself how much you actively want to spend on that before going into it. I don't necessarily know that I would have not gotten anything because of that. But it would have been nice to be a bit more prepared to know how much I was actually going to be spending on merch because you know at a festival you have a lot of options if there's a ton of artists there's going to be a lot of merch available either say no to some of it or be prepared with how much you're going to spend another kind of saving money tip pregame with your food and drinks before you go which is not to say that you can't eat there and drink there because we did both of those things But we definitely ate a lot less and drank a lot less than we would have if we hadn't pre-gamed both of those things beforehand. Because stuff does get expensive there. So especially if it's an all-day event, I don't think you necessarily need to have all of your meals there. And my last tip, for now, once the concert is done, walk a bit away from the venue before calling a Lyft or an Uber or anything like that because everyone is trying to leave from the same place at the same time so if you want to get that car a little bit quicker go further away from where everyone else is going to be just a bit of a tip there I also know that that's not feasible for every single place just depending on where the venue is maybe if it's in the middle of nowhere you're not going to be able to do that but if you can I think it definitely helps Those are my top pieces of advice right now that I can think of. Maybe I'll think of some more as my music festival journey continues. I'm hoping that I can go to some more this summer. Not a definite thing, but you never know. If you guys are thinking of going to a music festival, you're thinking if it's going to be worth it or not, here is my PSA to you. Giddy up and go to the concert. I can't think of a concert that I've been to that I regretted spending my money on that experience. And of course, I know a lot of these are pricey, some of them more pricey than others, but if you're making the decision between buying something new or eating out somewhere or instead saving a little bit more so that you can go to a concert or a festival, save your money, and I'll say it again, giddy up and go to the concert, I don't think you're going to regret it. I 1000% did not. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode. I hope that you have an amazing rest of your week, a fantastic weekend. Spend some time with the people that you love. Say something nice to a stranger. I said it last week. I'll say it again this week. Listen to some great music. Try to do it live. And don't forget to stay peachy, my friends.